Okay, welcome everyone to the AI podcast presented by Artificially. Today, our guest is Dimitra Korolov. So Dimitra has an extensive uh, experience in uh, VFX. So almost over uh, 25 years of virtual production and VFX experience uh, in gaming and film industry. He is uh, a senior machine learning engineer at uh, Visual Concepts. And he also started the machine learning for VFX and games industries LinkedIn group uh, with uh, almost two and a half K followers on LinkedIn. So Dimitro, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? Thank you, Debanj. Uh, uh, I am good. Uh, I am excited uh, uh, to talk uh, uh, with your uh, listener. Uh, and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about interesting things that happen just now in industry. Perfect. So first of all, uh, it would be nice if you can start us with uh, what is uh, a virtual production and what 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 does it mean really for film and game in both the industries. Uh, okay, uh, virtual production. Uh, in couple of words, it's uh, like a mix of the uh, two worlds, worlds of uh, gaming and world of VFX. Uh, it's a, a special technique uh, that use uh, usually game engine to create high quality visual uh, effect uh, and, and pictures uh, that useful for films and have uh, enough quality for this. Uh, usually, uh, virtual production studio use a huge green uh, LED screens instead of green screens uh, like in classical VFX. Uh, but uh, also, it's uh, more than only green screen techniques. Yeah, it's uh, in a couple of words. On that note, my question would be, uh, you know, uh, from your experience, what's the difference uh, between uh, using uh, green screen and LED screen? Uh, did you notice uh, any difference in the quality of VFX and how it's done the whole process uh, during the evolution? Uh, in reality, uh, both this approach uh, have own advantages and disadvantages. Uh, main uh, and probably uh, huge advantage of uh, new technology in virtual production, like uh, using LED screen, like you have a uh, final or close to final picture uh, in camera. So when you shoot, you have a final result. And right. it's a main and big idea. Uh, but uh, this require uh, very uh, high quality uh, preparation process for this. Uh, you need to have uh, all everything uh, prepared very, very good. You need to uh, uh, look on limitation of this technology. You cannot uh, put camera close to the screen uh, and other stuff. But uh, this uh, save uh, 
uh, a lot of time and money uh, compared to uh, using classical green green screen techniques that uh, use a lot of uh, artist uh, effort and uh, uh, take a lot of time to make final picture. It's right. a make make dif uh, main difference. Perfect. Uh, I was wondering, you know, how now that everybody's using generative AI, uh, how do you see generative AI being used in virtual production? And another question is on, on the same line is uh, when when did it start? Like when the, uh, you know, the production houses started looking into using AI for uh, virtual production or any format uh, of, uh, or anywhere in their production. Uh, if you can elaborate on that a little bit. Uh, regarding to uh, generative technique, uh, uh, I think we uh, currently in a pretty uh, young stage uh, of using this, uh, especially for virtual production or VFX. Uh, first limitation, uh, like a first step was uh, not good in quality. Uh, uh, it's good for some uh, uh, iPhone uh, application and uh, some uh, other uh, stuff, but uh, we cannot uh, use uh, uh, this for uh, films because films uh, require uh, top quality that, that we can. can. Uh, but uh, now uh, we have a, a great quality for static picture and uh, generative uh, techniques uh, move forward. Uh, and uh, try to make even uh, dynamic uh, picture uh, with a uh, high quality. Uh, so uh, for my cu current point of view, uh, it's very useful for uh, uh, different prototyping, uh, for uh, prototyping characters for backgrounds, for uh, made painting, uh, and uh, it's used uh, uh, time to time. I see some very interesting experiments, not on a uh, high VFX level yet, but uh, uh, on very uh, enthusiastic level, people try to make uh, uh, small films and uh, music clips uh, with uh, only generative uh, uh, models. And it's already uh, really interesting. It's not right. uh, a realistic quality yet, uh, but we move step by step uh, to this. I don't think that uh, generative uh, approach uh, replace uh, everything and uh, uh, replace our uh, virtual production or film production. Uh, it will be part of this. It will be tool that uh, can right. be useful. Perfect. And uh, now well, we should uh, come to the main topic of uh, today's discussion that uh, uh, we were talking about uh, even uh, behind the camera uh, 
and it's uh, NERF. So this is uh, for the listeners and the viewers. NERF stands for Neural Radiance Field. So usually when uh, you are generating a 3D asset uh, using photogrammetry the, or, or you're creating a scene on Unreal Engine, the rendering happens uh, on the, you have to render the scene to bake the lights and uh, whatnot, geometry and everything. But uh, this new technology called neural rendering does achieves the same thing using neural network. So this is uh, still in the inception state of uh, uh, to be used in the production. So Dimitro, uh, if you can explain, and I, I, I can still, when I talk to people about NERF, people who use NERF, I see that everyone has their own perception of NERF. Uh, so to you, what is a NERF? And uh, I'll ask you later how to use it, but for now, just uh, if you can explain, what is a NERF to you? Uh, NERF, uh, uh, we, we can uh, look on this uh, from a different point of view. Uh, we can uh, look on this on uh, from scientific uh, and uh, academia approach, and it's a uh, uh, really uh, interesting technique, uh, uh, useful for uh, visualization and uh, other scene. From scientific point of view, it's very uh like a friendly for uh neural network and uh, mathematical operation it's uh differentiable and it means that uh, you can uh put this uh, uh and uh, combine this uh, with the neural network and nerf uh, it's a, a neural network by itself uh, but uh, if uh, I look from our industry side, from uh, VFX or game industry, it's a new type of the asset. It's a new type of uh, 3D asset that uh, will be used in some moment and very soon. Uh, same like uh, polygonal, uh, mesh, uh, uh, same like other type of uh, 3D object in uh, 3D uh, uh, software like uh, uh, Maya or Blender or uh, in a game engine in uh, Unreal or another engines. Uh, so uh, it's a uh, one, uh, at, at one side, uh, it's a new representation of uh, new type of pre uh, representation of uh, uh, 3D scene, uh, but also it's a completely uh, new type of uh, 3D object for game and VFX. Yeah. Uh... But why is this? Uh, why is there a sudden rise of uh, using Nerf? Uh, because uh, I know uh, that some other studios are looking into, you know, using Nerf, and because uh, the source code is open source, and that that's for uh, the listeners. If uh, any of you uh, are uh, programmers, you can just uh, go to the GitHub page of Nerf Studio and install it on your own computer and play around with it. And because it's open source, everybody can uh, sort of custom make the nerf 
uh, modules for uh, their own production house, which is a, a really good benefit of uh, using Nerve. So my question is, why is there a sudden surge of interest uh, in Nerve? Do, do you get any benefit of using Nerve compared to the traditional methods? Okay, uh, it's uh, several uh, very interesting uh, features and interesting uh, benefits that's uh, very hard to take, for example, using uh, classical VFX te technique or photogrammetry or any anything else. Uh, at the current moment, if we talk about static nerve, that's uh, not uh, moving scene, uh, we, we can capture using this technique uh, uh, such complex scenes, uh, such uh, reflections, such uh, semi-transparent uh, object, like a mm. small object, like a hair, uh, right. and uh, uh, some other scenes that uh, where, uh, for right. example, photogrammetry fails. And uh, uh, other scene, and it's very important for uh, production, for example, uh, that we can do this uh, and catch a uh, whole scene or whole object uh, using this technique uh, very fast. Right. Uh, it uh, was a very uh, slow technique when was invited. Uh, it was invited only three years ago. It's pretty new. Right. But uh, during... Uh, last two years uh, progress in this area was uh, really huge and uh, uh, when I look on uh, big conference uh, for example uh, CVPR that uh, was in Vancouver last month uh, and I uh, attended uh, it was a explode of uh, scientific research and right. uh, explode of number of scientific paper that mm. uh, related to nerve because awesome. uh, it's a, a very uh, very interesting topic and it's a, a very uh, friendly and uh, useful mathematically so i see uh, the same level uh, interest uh, uh, that i saw for example, about eight years ago, when uh, gun uh, was invented, uh, right. uh, and the level of interest to this technique is a huge, and mm. many uh, researchers, uh, many companies uh, uh, already understand advantages of this. Uh, we have. Uh, uh, Luma AI that uh, take nerves and uh, uh, they try to uh, give nerves to everyone, like yeah. any customers. We have uh, Valinga with uh, plugin for Unreal Engine that focus on professional market and right. uh, virtual production. Uh, we have NVIDIA that was uh, uh, they make a, a, a huge impact on making nerf. They first uh, uh, make a really fast nerf, and right. they try to implement it uh, in the omniverse system. And also, right. 
what I surprised and it's a great news, uh, even uh, Epic with Unreal Engine already work to uh, make Nerf uh, like a native part of engine. I Brilliant. Oh, uh, prototypes uh, yeah. on the uh, uh, on the CVPR, and right. I talk uh, uh, with the lead researcher of this project, uh, and uh, it's look uh, pretty pretty cool already, and they have a, a really great plan to integrate it natively to Brilliant. including all. Uh, last features uh, like uh, Nanite and Lumen, it's uh, look amazing. People already work on this, so uh, it's a question of time when it's come to uh, to the fix and game industry and uh, right. other application. It will be really big deal. Right, and uh, and you think uh, you know. Uh, NVIDIA is working on uh, NERF, you said uh, uh, Unity and uh, uh, Epic is uh, working on uh, NERF probably yeah. uh, to, to uh, you know, make it a native asset uh, inside uh, or native feature, I should say, inside uh, their uh, platform, uh, which means artists can, uh, you know, generate uh, NERFs uh, without, you know, understanding what, what's happening, all the mathematical trickery behind uh, nerve, and I think uh, there is uh, an aspect of uh, generative AI in Nerf as well. Uh, yeah. For if you want to edit uh, the Nerf, so my question is, uh, you know, if imagine that uh, the generative AI uh, module is already there for Nerf, which means you can edit uh, a Nerf. Really, it's already there. It's already there, yeah. It's already, it's already there, there because yeah. uh, we have uh, another uh, great project from Google yeah. that uh, that already combines this world and its work. Only uh, only thing that uh, it's uh, I think it's a first step and first stage. Uh, the assets that they generate and uh, yeah. have a nerve like. Uh, results like output it's uh, not uh, good enough for example for uh, film or game right. uh, by quality uh, but i talk with uh, researchers who work on this uh, right. it's uh, in uh, john baron group uh, in google uh, they move forward and they have a uh, really ambitious plan about this. So uh, when we talk about uh, 3D asset generation and NERF, it's, it's right. already here. But okay, it's a, uh, it's a really first steps, uh, but uh, they are already exist. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting uh, because uh, like you said, it's sort of, uh, it, it looks like the inception of uh, GANs uh, uh, eight or nine years ago when it was yep. uh, just starting and the uh, GANs that we were generating were really bad and uh, the results were not good. And then uh, finally, uh, you know, the first uh, edition of Justice League, they actually used GANs to uh, edit the mustache of uh, Henry Cavill uh, for, to, to replace uh, his mustache with skin to make it look like... Uh, you know, normal uh, person without uh, 
mustache. So yeah, it, you, you never know how far you can push some technology to and then use it uh, in uh, some real real life challenge. So since we are talking about NERF, uh, how do you see NERF being used uh, in virtual production, in games, and uh, in films? If Imagine that if it has been perfected uh, to a certain extent, where do you see it uh, you know, playing out in these industries? Uh, okay, it's a... Uh... It's a hard to exactly pre predict uh, all that happened next year, but le let's I try uh, to share my point of view. Uh, I see uh, not simple, uh, but uh, really pretty brilliant future for this uh, technology. They need uh, to resolve many uh, problems uh, uh, with speed, uh, with compatibility, with uh, uh, editability uh, of NERF by itself. Uh, we, we need to uh, edit it somehow. And uh, just now it's uh, pretty hard. Uh, it's only yeah. some first step uh, on this way, uh, but uh, some uh, research already exists. Uh, so I see uh, the usage of NERF uh, for most uh, at the current moment, mostly uh, for asset and for uh, environment capture. So for uh, capture uh, complex background, uh, for pre-visualization when we don't need a uh, very final uh, quality but uh, need some ideas for uh, uh, for for people who made decision for director uh, who who need to choose uh, uh, this or another uh, background or asset and nerf uh, can help uh, uh, make make it life very quickly I think uh, uh, Valinga and several uh, companies work on this yeah. already. Uh, and it's a, a huge direction. Uh, I am, uh, as I say, I see some prototypes uh, from Epic uh, in Unreal Engine and uh, we will have a Nerf asset uh, uh, for the objects. It's uh, brilliant. Uh, it will be here, uh, but uh, it's not. Uh, uh, it's not everything. Uh, uh, this technology uh, moving very quickly, and it's moving to use not only static uh, uh, scene, but uh, they try to capture dynamic scene. And for my point of view, in some moments, uh, this technology uh, will be some kind of uh, future uh, of volumetric capture, like dynamic volumetric capture, it's, uh, uh, volumetric video, right. something like this. Uh, it's already exist interesting scientific paper that uh, use uh, NERF uh, dynamically. They uh, try to capture some scenes or try to use NERF for character. Right. 
control character, control uh, hands, uh, heads, uh, all body. Uh, and uh, also I see uh, really interesting uh, prototypes uh, uh, with a volumetric capture. Nice. So it's not uh, uh, ready for production. I uh, some products uh, already in beta testing uh, in close beta, but uh, it's in some close moment uh, it's already will be here right and we can combine uh, this technology uh, like a volumetric capture and uh, 3d uh, game assets it's right. uh, completely realistic interesting yeah 100 uh, percent we should uh, see some uh more research coming out uh, next week, which uh, probably will uh, disrupt the market even uh, more because it's uh, getting better and better uh, every month. And uh, the even the inventor, uh, Ta what's his name, Tankic, uh, Tankic moved to uh, Luma AI, which is a huge grab for them. I'm pretty sure they are happy about that. And yeah. uh, they're gonna improve it uh, even better. Uh, I hope they, Recently, they uh, added a new feature of uh, in, with uh, augmented uh, reality, as in now you even don't have to, uh, you know, uh, trace the path, the camera path uh, manually. You just move your phone in the space and you can create a path just uh, by using the uh, uh, EMUs of, uh, of the phone and you can have the camera path uh, in your uh, virtual asset, which is just... Uh, absolutely amazing uh feature to add uh in 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 luma so yeah that's uh, interesting uh okay dimitro one question i have for you since you have been in the industry for a long long time so my question is uh you know yeah even a few months ago when i attended a, a medical conference uh, everybody was talking about ai and very few people are talking about any any medical term, which was interesting to see. So, how was the evolution uh, after you know AI sort of uh, caught on uh, in the industry? How was the evolution for you? Uh, how difficult was it for you to you know catch up on all the uh, machine learning stuff? Uh, you know, maintaining your own things uh how how was the transition for you in the industry yeah uh, as you mentioned uh, yes i work uh, all my career in mostly in visual effects uh, and uh, i was a pipeline technical director uh, uh, before i move in uh, uh, ai area uh, and it uh, was a pretty, pretty interesting and pretty smooth transition because uh, uh, in my industry, uh, we try to make something new, something useful for each project, for each right. film, for each game. Uh, uh, 
different requirements and uh, require different tools. And right. uh, when I uh, first uh, uh, understand uh, uh, feature and possibility of machine learning, when mm -hmm. I uh, find this uh, huge possibility, I I understand that I want uh, and I uh, like to dive deeper in this area and try to make uh, uh, tools for artists uh, that uh, use this technology. Right. So, uh, yeah, it's a big point also for me. Uh, I think uh, all this uh, new technology, uh, all this machine learning stuff, uh, should be uh, tools that help uh, uh, people, that, uh, help artists in my uh, area and people in uh, general be more productive and yep. uh, have more time uh, for focusing on creative tasks, uh, not only uh, f focusing on uh, routine and uh, uh, non-creative uh, things because in 100%. reality a lot of great artists uh, like uh, take 80% uh, of their time uh, to make some non-creative operations that mm. only need to be done and right. there is no way uh, before machine learning to done this yeah but how we get a, a lot of a lot of possibilities so uh, yeah. i uh, recommend uh, people in general and artists uh, uh, learn base idea about machine learning to understand mm -hmm. this too and uh, be active uh, uh, learn this possibility and try to improve their their work with these tools. Uh, it's the uh, uh, only way to uh, be uh, like a productive and good uh, in the industry in in some moment in future. It will be very soon. Awesome, yeah. That that's uh, really interesting. Uh, to you know, uh, now you cannot get into any industry without uh, knowing about AI and machine learning because uh, it's uh, so omnipresent at this point. Uh, like you need to have some knowledge of how to use uh, AI tools uh, to improve your productivity. Yeah. So yeah, that is uh, really important uh, these days. And uh, with that, we have uh, we are close to the end uh, of the podcast. So, Dimitro, if you want to end it with some parting thoughts that you have about uh, the industry or uh, AI or Nerf or anything that you want to uh, uh, say to our listeners, uh, that would be awesome. And we will end the podcast after that. Mm. Uh, okay. I... Uh... Um, I just want to say uh, uh, your listeners that uh, try to be curious about all uh, 
things that you interested uh, about uh, new scene that you can see you can try a lot of uh, new scenes and techniques especially in machine learning you can try it's uh, just uh, open source and free project you need to uh, improve your skills and uh, uh, try this and uh, you take a, a huge advantage in your right. career in your uh, future in your life i think uh, uh, it's uh, it's what lead uh, myself uh, and uh, I, I try to recommend this to everyone who who interested of this area. If you interested this, uh, don't afraid uh, uh, to make mistake. Don't uh, afraid to learn something new. Uh, you you can find definitely find all information people mentors and uh, if you will search. And so uh, it's a really interesting time when uh, technology uh, make a huge steps. Let's look. I yeah. hope uh, this give us uh, a lot of interesting opportunities and it's uh, a chance. Yeah, uh, because uh, now this is, there are so many uh, online sources to learn new things. And yep. uh, so many open source projects, like it's endless. It's difficult to even even for people like me who are who only do machine learning. Uh, even for me, it's uh, it, it's becoming more and more difficult to uh, be up to date with uh, everything. There is so much uh, coming on uh, GitHub right now. Uh, it's it's yep. getting difficult to uh, be up to date with everything. So yeah, I think I guess uh, doing our best. Yeah, it's it's impossible to get everything on last uh, CVPR. We have uh, about four uh, thousand uh, papers wow. that was accepted, and uh, it, it, it's huge. It's, it's impossible to look and uh, review this. So right. Uh, it's move uh, with a huge speed, but uh, you can focus on something and uh, you you can get uh, uh, some uh, topic, some ideas that you're interested in and uh, focus on this. So you, you don't need to know everything. It's impossible. Right. Uh, it's, uh, it's an interesting time and uh, Everyone who interested in machine learning uh, can find your own topic, your own application right. uh, to something well-known or, or something very new. Yeah, absolutely true. Uh, did the C-graph uh, happen this year already or is it happening? Uh, uh, it's, it will months? be uh, next month. Uh, September I think, uh, yeah, or August. Uh, August. Nice. Uh, the beginning of the August uh, uh, will be uh, more uh, interesting and exciting uh, technical news and technical papers. Uh, let's look. Uh, I am excited uh, to see 
new presentation. Nice. But, is it uh, where is it happening this year? Uh, it's uh, in Los Angeles. It's uh, in, oh, in LA. Nice. Uh, are are you attending in person? Uh, not this year. Uh, uh, but yeah, I I will follow. Nice. Yeah. Uh, even uh, I will probably follow the Seagraph uh, this year. So looks uh, really interesting. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, Dimitro, for uh, uh, coming on uh, to the podcast. I know it's been uh, long overdue. Uh, so I'm really glad that you uh, came on. Uh, we talked about a lot of cool stuff. And uh, I will uh, make some videos on Nerf. Uh, definitely, uh, I want uh, to you know educate the viewers of the YouTube channel more on uh, Nerf with seems like it's the future forward for uh the industry and honestly a really cool uh computer vision application and uh, yes. we as uh, computer vision nerds uh should uh, follow through with uh, this kind of uh you know uh cool technologies that are uh coming on so yeah thank you so much uh, for coming on the podcast and uh, to the listeners and the viewers, you can uh, follow me on YouTube, uh, Spotify, and Apple, and Google Podcast, uh, uh, if you look for AI Podcast. And with that, have a good one.